To the Now We're Talking podcast, where we attempt to review the entire UK series of Now That's What I Call Music in chronological order. I'm Harry. I'm Martin. And I'm Jacob. This week we'll be discussing Volume 7, Disc 1 of Now That's What I Call Music. First of all, I haven't got any questions for you this week because we seem to have reached a point in the 80s where everyone's really decisive. They're just making yeah. statements. <laughs> so instead, I'm going to say to you, Harry, I've got the brains. You've got the looks. Let's make lots of money. Martin, lots of money. you've got the brawn. I may have done this to the wrong people. <laughs> you've got the brawn. I've got the brains. Let's make lots of money. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Bring, bring the cover back. It looks like they're oh, yeah. sticking yeah, with the fabric yeah. motif. Yeah, but rather than the sort of rocky, heavy leather, they've gone for this weird sort of pastel blouse thing. I don't know if it's like really disgusting. It's it's kind of yellow with some pink bits in. Still doing the bingo balls for the numbers and letters. Seven is in a pink ball. You've got suggestion of a lightning bolt in there. Thirty-two top chart hits. So I think they're packing more on now. Well, but a, a was, lot of it is just it the fabric. Before or was it thirty on the last ones? I can't remember. Don't, by the time we get to it was about 30, the I think, 90s yeah. and stuff, you get 20 per side, don't you? So you get 40 in total. Ooh. But yeah, no. really hope songs start getting shorter. <laughs> yeah. Most of this cover is just um, it's just that material, really. You know, I miss the busyness of the now where they had all the band names written on a shirt. That was really just intense. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah it's, it's a bit lacklustre, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's it, it wouldn't it was... grab me if I was in Woolworths or Our Price. I wouldn't reach for that album. Nah. It doesn't even say 32 top chart hits in, a, in an enticing way, Is that does a it? bit of rope around? No, I think that's a neck. I think that's the neckline. I think that the now is where the head would go through. See? I, that's what makes you think it's some kind of blouse. God, that's fucking shit. And they, it is, yeah, it is. You can hardly see what, what great artists are on it either. No, they don't even have little pictures of the artists. But then, to be fair, they don't ever do that again. Well, so we're on to a new now. Did yeah. we say that it was now? Now seven. Now seven. Yeah. Now that's what I call music. Seven. seven. Yeah. There, there were probably naysayers at the start who didn't think it would get to seven. Yeah, I reckon so. Especially when those Sony, Sony started yeah. coming yeah. in. Yeah. 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 They thought they could kill now, but nothing. And yeah, and yet seven feels like a really low number given that a hundred is approaching. Oh, yeah. God, don't remind me. We've got a lot to listen to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Plowing through. I thought it was just going to be hit after hit, and I'd be like, oh, check out all these classic 80s hits I've never heard. No, I think uh, it's a lot of shit. <laughs> if they've released one a year, it probably would have been pretty good. But yeah, really well, good. they're kind of doing like they do a now, weird. I think, don't they? They're doing like a weird August, November oh, thing right. at the moment. Well, so they're like Christmas. doing two a year, but very close. Yeah. I suppose it's less that and more that. As we've mentioned before, the, ch- the nature of the charts changed a lot. So, kind of around the nineties onwards, you'd have a lot more singles. You'd have a number one. Yeah, I imagine it was probably when people realised that it, when you you want to market something so that it gets bought like quickly when it comes out, because that's be- that's like you make your maximum 
amount of revenue in as mm. quick a time as possible rather than get it out market it try and get people interested in it you have people wanting to buy it before it's out I guess and they probably worked out that was better mm. times change well we just got weird and had to have like new things <laughs> in the 90s it was like what this one's new brilliant give it to me like I was going to buy that other one that I like but this one's new I've never heard it I want Chains by Tina Arena and I want it now <laughs> <laughs> yeah well just, I do want that despite its uh, lacklustre cover it went straight into number one of course yeah. it did yeah stayed there for five weeks knocked off True Blue by Madonna and it was succeeded by Silken Steel by Five Star Silk and steel yeah. keeping up the fabric yeah. so it was released fabrics in the 80s it seems released in August 11th of August 86 so we've gone all the way from November to August the that, next year that's a long long wait for now isn't it yeah okay. so like I'm not going to do all the historical stuff now probably do it at the start of this too okay because we've like gone over the end of a year uh, I've got to do like yeah, 1985 in music and all that wrap all that up yeah in a wrap yeah in an actual wrap in a wrap or in a flatbread come really? on give me a beat then yeah on January the 1st VH1 started in the US oh no I'm already like not scanning it's already not scanning I should have left January the 1st off it would have scanned really well it was a strong beginning though it was it was you got to throw in a few woo because they're like this guy's perfect like why did I fuck this up right no fuck it do it again right oh Oh, yeah, January 1st, yeah, yeah, yeah. VH1 started in the USA. The first video was Marvin Gaye. Singing the Star Spangled Banner was he, and everyone was happy in history. On Jan 11th, Rock in Rio started. I want my I can't keep this up. <laughs> yeah, I can't keep that up. That was great. That was great. I'm no Razelle. I can't go. <laughs> yeah, so VH1 started January 1st, 85. Marvin Gaye singing the old Star Spangled Banner. Oh, um, on VH1? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they brought it in. Rock in Rio. Uh, 1.5 million people at that festival. That's big, isn't it? Mm. Uh, Queen, ACDC, Iron Maiden and B-52s played. Oh, wow. James Taylor played as well. Ooh. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. I thought it was a metal festival because I know Iron Maiden headlined it and Rush and yeah, yeah, rock metal. James Taylor's a bit of a yeah. No, I think they played in this order. Queen opened, yeah, (laughs) ACDC, Iron Maiden, B fifty twos, bit of a dance. James Taylor, slow dance at the end of the night. The last three bands: a Queen, ACDC, and Iron Maiden. That's a fucking good old little entertainment show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. March 28th, uh, waxwork of Michael Jackson is unveiled at Madame Tussauds in London. Ooh. Ooh. Also, they tell you, because actually, the real Michael Jackson wanted to get out of the music <laughs> business. So he, he just hung around in uh, pretending to be a waxwork for years. <laughs> and the wax one went and did his career. <laughs> what skin colour was he by then, I wonder? 
Uh, what, 85? 85, 86. Oh, I don't know, I haven't got my Michael Jackson like, <laughs> time card. Skin card chart. That would be so good, like the Chulax chart. That would be so good doing the Chulax chart. And be, I mean, uh, I have to say, though, I do feel for old MJ because he's suffered cracks about his skin colour for years, right? And he did actually, like, it's confirmed in his autopsy that he did have vitiligo. So he oh, did yeah. have patchy skin and evened it out, which is what he told us. And to be yeah. fair, that was, that was the truth. And everyone was like, oh, you're ashamed to be black. He's like, I'm not ashamed to be black. Well, I've just found a picture of it, and it looks like it's quite, you know, it wasn't really white by then. Oh, right, there you go. Quite black. But you can make cracks <laughs> about plastic surgery. That was also confirmed on his uh, autopsy. Yeah, uh, April 7th, Wham! became the first Western pop group to perform in China. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. <laughs> May 13th, Dire Straits released Brothers in Arms. Well, Ooh, there'll be a little bit more on that later. That was a big seller, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Gosh. July 13th, Live Aid, we've already sort of talked about that. But uh, estimated 1.9 billion people watched it, raised over 150 mil. They gave the fucking money. Yeah, oh, another MJ one, September 6th, MJ purchased the publishing rights to most of the Beatles music oh dear yeah mm-hmm. you know who gave him the advice that he should buy publishing rights it was Paul McCartney and then he outbid McCartney on it yeah and then Paul McCartney well because Paul McCartney was trying to work with Yoko to do like a joint bid because he didn't have enough money he wasn't as rich as Jackson so he, he needed to buy with someone else that fell through Jackson took him and then he was really pissed off and we didn't get another say 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 regardless of mine because yeah he didn't want to be friends with him after that. It's a yeah. shame, because whenever Jackson and McCartney got together, magic happened. I don't know, I don't think, I don't think it could have happened too many more times, because I think the universe would have ripped apart, you know. Yeah. I really from, like from Say, Say, Say. I think that's such think a good song. And it's weird, because in the video, Michael Jackson's trying to pull a lady, but the lady's trying to pull his Latoya Jackson. Ooh. He's trying to bang his sister. Well... Yeah, that's. <laughs> well, I thought it was weird and funny, but uh, <laughs> that silence was an uncomfortable silence. Not because of what you said, because of what you said is the thought of Jackson pulling his own sister is a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. On December twenty third, two Judas Priest fans shot themselves after listening to their records. There was a big old lawsuit about it. Were they fans? Yes, if they yeah, shot themselves, yeah. they obviously didn't no, like this, it. This is a really big moment in terms of. Uh, they, they, I don't know if you were going to say this sorry it was but, pretty it was, yeah like a landmark court case I wasn't going to go into too much detail but yeah oh, but it's a great it, story it. because it's about backmasking which still happens in conspiracy circles so the idea is that if you play a record backwards they're like oh, hidden yeah, satanic yeah, yeah. messages right which first of all was ridiculous because for a start like who would listen to something backwards and second of all like it only sounds like what you suggest it sounds yeah. like so yeah. it just sounds like and then you go that's in this case, they said they were saying, do it, do it, yeah. right? Which, if you're going to go to the, the trouble of putting a subliminal message in to say to kill yourself, you'd be more explicit, you'd be like, pick up a gun and kill yourself. Yeah. You yeah. wouldn't just say, do it. That could mean, like, yeah. go and have... darn your socks or something. Well, they could have been doing, like, product placement for Nike. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah, <laughs> getting paid to put in subliminal messages to but, just do it. But what they did was yeah. they, they came up with something, they... They played a bit backwards and they said it's, that it said something like, oh, I'd like some ice cream, and that's what people heard, and then kind of threw it out. And yeah. Ozzy, normally very drug addled, but he said something quite sensible, which was, if my records made my fans kill themselves, then it's, I wouldn't be selling many more records. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's just it's a ridiculous thing, but it ties in with the satanic panic thing that yeah. happened in the eighties, where really hardcore Christians were really thought there were satanic messages in rock. Yeah. It was also around the time of the PMRC, which was uh, the Parents Music Resource oh, Centre. Yeah. They're the ones um, who invented the idea of putting stickers right. and stuff. Yeah. Oh right. Nice. That's about it for 1985, apart from the fight for Christmas number one, which is always important. Weirdly, the last year's top three from Christmas re-entered the chart. Wow. Uh, yeah, number 32 was All Stand Together with Paul McCartney and the Frogs. Yeah. Number six, Last Christmas by Wham, got back up to number six. Yeah. Wow. Band-Aid. Hell? Yeah. Wasn't there last Christmas? Band-Aid got back up to number three. Yeah. Wow, fucking hell. Yeah. Other contenders were Alan Jones walking in the air, Bruce Springsteen's Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Oh my god, I bet that's bad. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. And White Christmas by Keith and Orville. Oh, I bet yeah. that's good. Yeah. yeah. But they were all beaten to the punch by Shaking Stevens, Merry Christmas Everyone, Knocked Off, Saving All My Love For You by Whitney. Wow. To get Christmas number one. Oh, well, Whitney should have had it. She yeah. should have put a like Christmas theme in it. It's not Christmassy though, is it? Yeah. So, okay. I'm saving all my Christmas love for you. Yeah. Christmas number one. <laughs> so, who took home the Brits? Who took home the Brits yeah. in 85? Yeah. Right, well, best British comedy recording. Uh, That's no, the no, most no, important 19. one first. 19. Huh? No, 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 19. That, what? Oh, yeah, 19, not. Yeah, the cricket one. Yeah, the cricket one. The other one's not meant to be funny. fucking hilarious. Yeah, uh, no, that didn't win. No, it was uh, it was pipped <laughs> just as the old envelope was being opened. Yeah, just Max, as it was coming out. Nah, Neil from the Young Ones, hole in my shoe. Wow, wow. never heard that. <laughs> no, I want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it'd be brilliant. Hole in my shoe. <laughs> Neil. Oh, I've got a hole in the shoe. Oh, yeah. This is a big one. Right, you can think of who the contenders might be for this. Best British producer. Trevor Horn. Horn. Got to be Horn. Hornmeister. Horn, not Horn. Could be Georgie Oak, could not it? He's not British, though. George I don't know, really. isn't he? Italian. Ooh, careful. Would you say it could be, careful. but is it? Because you've got the new phone. <laughs> to be careful. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not insinuating anything. I'm just saying I don't think he's British. Oh, okay. Dennis Waterman. <laughs> Where did that come from? Nah, it was Trevor Horn. You were right. Yeah. You were right, Jacob. Oh, you'll never get this one. Best classical recording. Uh, either what? Nigel Kennedy or who was that? Who was that person? No, nah, it's way more stupid. It's way more stupid. Uh, Beethoven. <laughs> it's as stupid as that. It's going to be someone really it's old. Stupid uh, it's stupid It's Vivaldi's The Four Seasons. I, it didn't say anything other than that. Yeah, just Vivaldi's that The Four Seasons was, was Nigel Kennedy. What? He performed the Vivaldi's Four well, Seasons. Well, it doesn't say him. as Vivaldi's got the gong. I don't know who accepted it for him. Yeah, Vivaldi, Vivaldi gets the gong, mate. Well, if you'd have said the Four Seasons, I'd have... Uh, yeah, know. but I... I thought I thought they would give it to a person rather than an actual yeah. concept. Well, you're wrong. They just give it <laughs> give it to him and he floats on and accepts it. He had a really long speech with Aldi because he's like, "Hey, look, like, oh, I haven't been speaking to anyone for about four hundred years or something. So I might as well have a chat." Yeah, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think someone did say this. Best international artist. Uh, so Jay Morada. Careful now. <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't uh, know what you're saying. Uh, that one. Uh, UB40. No. 
International? <laughs> yeah, they play all over the world. Uh, or, no, not I don't know, we didn't say Michael Jackson. It was Prince and the Revolution. Yeah. Ah. Who got best soundtrack? George or, What was it, basically? What film? Oh, what, what thing was it? Discover an Electric Dreams? Nope. Little Shop of Horrors? Nope. Oh, Just wish. tell us. Love that. Purple Rain. Oh. Uh, yeah. Best album? Thriller. Nope. Sade, Diamond Life. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, of course. Gotta be, hasn't it? Gotta be. Best female solo artist? Charlie. Nope. Madonna. Nope. So she's got the best album. Yeah, but she's, she's not the best. She's not the best artist. She's not the best artist. That one with the shitter album's better. She's not as good as Alison Moyet. Alison Moyet, okay. Yeah. British group? Duran Duran. Nope. Queen? Nope. It went to Wham. Wham? Wham yeah. isn't a band, it's George Michael and three. She, no. Fuckwits. Group. group. Oh, group. It's yeah, so group. as long as there's two of you at least. Yeah, there's three fuckwits. There's two of them, aren't there? No, there's Shirley and or Pepsi were in it, weren't they? Were they? Best male solo artist. George Michael. Nope. Paul McCartney. Nope. Close. Well, not that close. But David Bowie. That is Paul Young. Paul Young. Paul Young. Oh. Best bloke. Fuck off. Yeah. Best single. Anything like this one, Marty? Oh, we like it. Yeah. Oh, no, hang on. Uh, you'll hate it <laughs> <laughs> no you will like it but like it's not the one I thought it was uh, that's different alright by Joe Fagan oh I'd love it if that yeah. was it's no world that's no parallel alright I just was like earlier today that's living alright yeah it was it was super duper monolithic mega pop hit relax oh uh, yeah well, well yeah. you know that's alright wow was that really British video Beautiful. Do you kill? No, <laughs> no, but it, was, it is a Duran Duran song. That's Wild oh. Boys. Wild Boys. That hasn't been on it now, has it? Aubrey, eh? No, no. Nice. So whose uh, contribution was so outstanding that they had won the Outstanding Contribution first annual... Paul McCartney. Was this the first Brit? Or was it the first Brit? Or nah, the first nah, outstanding? Well, you know, uh, Michael Jackson, Dave Stewart. Vivaldi. Vivaldi yeah. outstanding contribution he did make one he yeah. made one didn't he four seasons couldn't have asked for more than that could you no normally you're like well I don't know like, do these people really deserve any of this award these people the police the police yeah the bands obviously not the, but like compared to the Beatles maybe they've done all them by now they've done the Beatles and well, other the Stones Beatles split up in 1970 you know you need someone currently no, that's not what outstanding contributions for, is it? It's always like a crusty. Yeah, it's like oh, oh okay. here's for thirty years of yeah. great pop hits. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. But back a rack. I don't really yeah, pay much attention like to that. the bricks. Yeah. Something like that. And so, <laughs> well, I don't know. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, that no, does make sense. Special award. Boy George. No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, no. Or Bob Geldof, something. Uh, yeah, Band-Aid. yeah, yeah. You're right. Bob Geldof from mid year won this special award <laughs> for being special. For being special. That's why they did it. They didn't do it to raise money for famine. No. They wanted a special Brit award. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just saying they wanted to raise their profile. Don't care about your money. <laughs> just give me a. <laughs> give me the fucking special Brit award. So yeah, that's uh, that was the Brit Awards. But Brit Awards. Who, who was set, who was selling all records? Who was selling all records? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Top ten albums of that year. What should I do? Singles first. Oh, don't know. Now nah, we care about singles more than albums, don't we? Yeah. This is all about singles. All right, albums then. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. 
Hello, Pop Pickers. Uh, welcome to the end of the year, 1985, top ten singles in the UK. At number ten, it's Love and Pride by King. At number nine, Take On Me by Aha. At number eight, it's A Good Heart by Fergal Sharkey. At number seven, Move Closer by Phyllis Nelson. At number six, it's Dancing in the Street with David Bowie and Mick Jagger. At number five, it's Frankie by Sister Sledge. At number four, it's 1919 Paul Hardcastle. At number three, Into the Groove by Madonna. And at number two, it's I Know Him So Well by Elaine Page and Barbara Dixon. And smashing straight in at number one, it's The Power of Love by Jennifer Rush. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Singles. yeah, The Power of Love. Okay. Big, 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 big bad boy that was. Entered the top 75 in June, yeah? Yeah. Faffed about for a bit, floated about. Yeah. Didn't even go into the top 40 until September. But by October it was number one. Bam! Bam! Stayed there Straight for five in. weeks. Sold over a million copies. There would not be another million selling single by anyone until 1991 after this. Is that wow. Brian Adams? Everything I do, Ooh, could I be. do it for you. Cool, yeah, it could be, couldn't it? So that was number one forever. Yeah? Uh, so yeah, top ten albums then. So You've got to do a different the... voice. Start off with <coughs> a different song. Yeah, get that... Da, 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 da. What's... It's the top ten albums from 1985. At number ten, The Secret of Association by Paul Young. At number nine, hits two. At number eight, now that's what I call music, number five. At number seven, now, the Christmas album. At number six, now, that's what I call music, six. (laughs) Number five, songs from the big choir by Tears for Fears. At number four, born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. It's not really a different voice, is it? It's just slightly <laughs> deeper. <laughs> slightly <laughs> deeper. Number three, Like a Virgin by Madonna. And number two, No Jacket Required by Phil Collins. And at number one, the best-selling single of 1985. Album. <laughs> album. <laughs> Brothers in Arms by Dire Straits. Oh, oh, well, you're saying that, but this is one of the first albums released on CD. Yeah. Well, it actually was the first one that sold a million copies on CD. Yeah. There you go. People love Dire Straits. Yeah. Oh, to date, hate Dire Straits. To date, Brother in Arms has sold over 30 million copies. Who, who wants that? In the UK. It was the best-selling album of the 80s. It's the eighth best-selling album of all time in the UK. Uh, It went 14 times platinum. Yeah, Money for Nothing was the first video played on the European version of MTV as well. Oh, I knew that fact. It is a good video. Yeah. We've got to go over to our uh, correspondents now in uh, our different countries and that. 
Oh, we're doing it like this, are we? Howdy, partner. It's America. The best thing... Oh, nice. <laughs> That's good, isn't it? Just sort of think to that. Wow. <laughs> Best-selling single, boys. Careless Whisper by Wham. Woo! Woo! And best-selling album, Born in the USA by Brucey Springsteen. Woo! New Zealand, mate. We are the world's best-selling single, USA for Africa. We love them. Wow, what? Yep. They should be, you know, New Zealand for Africa. Get their own song. Best-selling album, Born in the USA by Brucey Springsteen. Hi, everybody! Yeah, it's our Canadian friend. Yeah. Yeah, our favourite single was Never Surrender by Corey Hart. Have you ever heard it? No, of course you fucking haven't. Thanks, Giuseppe. Our best album was a No Jacket Required by Philip Collins. Philip Collins. <laughs> it's a shame that would be like, I don't know if I've ever heard anyone call him Philip Collins. <laughs> His mum always been naughty. <laughs> Philip Collins, you get back here right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> In Ireland. Well, I gotta tell you, we don't really keep very good records, so I don't know. But it might have been the best single, might have been Show Some Concern by the Concerned. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and he's gone Cornish. So get rid of him, he's gone Cornish. Anyway. Get rid of him, he's gone Cornish. In Australia, Brothers in Arms by Dire Straits was the uh, top selling single, but. Uh, you know, we have got the 1985 Kent report, but we'll do that a bit later because Kent's not here yet. Yeah, okay. So, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where he is, actually, to be honest. Shall we get on to the song? Yeah, let's do that. Let's start the podcast. Song number one. I wanna be Gabriel. Peter Gabriel with Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. <laughs> Bam. Bam. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Classic. <laughs> you know. Good. They do know. They, well, not on all cases. The last one was a bit of a shit start, yeah. wasn't it? What's the first what? one? The last one. Oh, um, last now. So oh, hang on a minute. This is why I take extensive this, notes this, for every this, single this podcast. This too was shit. I think the first song on the first on this was good, wasn't it? Now six, was it? Uh, the first one, one now six, was One Vision by yeah. Queen. Yeah, they always, they always do the good ones to start with, don't they? Because yeah. this is fucking it's high energy. I love this song, high energy. I bought a Peter Gabriel album once, and it's one of his more modern ones. It's just really dreary, but this is really fancy. You know, it's good. Got a fucking awesome video. Oh yeah, well, oh, I mean the definitely. video. Oh, yeah. the video is is one of the most iconic videos. I just quickly drop in a fact that you'll enjoy, Martin. Right. Um, Without covered this song as the first song from his polka medley polka party from the 1986 album of the same name yeah I know yeah so I've got nice. I know but I thought you'd still yeah, like it's good that they'll like it like, it's gonna be my test I'm only yeah <laughs> my rendition of Weird Al singing it um, yeah I don't really like the shaku shakuhachi flute in it you know yeah. like that um, yeah it's mainly the video really isn't it yeah it's a classic video I mean it is a good song you know which yeah, uh, famous yeah. animation? It's good animation to drive to. It's driving to it. It's got a good, good driving 
Do you know what uh, famous animation studio was involved in making the video? Artman. Yeah. Artman, very that good. was a guess because it's on the only Do you know how many hours Peter Gabriel lay under a sheet of glass while filming the video? Uh, was like 18 or something. Quote close 16. 16 hours. No, that's not as impressive as I thought. I thought you were going to say like a whole year. Well, <laughs> put your head up there for 16 hours and tell me how impressed you are there, mate. Eh? Yeah, but yeah. you don't know what's going on down there. You know, for 16 hours. Yeah, yeah. 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 So. You might be laying there, you know, they weren't filming his head. He might have had loads of like, you know, lady groupies in there with him. He was having a whale of a time. Yeah. So uh, it was influenced by lots of old soul stuff and the distinctive horn track uh, featured the Memphis horns stacked as house musicians. Oh, Probably right. most people will be familiar with the kind of roster of Stax musicians from uh, the Blues Brothers film, which had a lot of people like Steve Cropper, a lot of the Donald Duck Dunn, no relation to Trevor Dunn. Or Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> but he is, he's half cousins with Daffy. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, hence why he's called Duck, yeah. Uh, this knocked Invisible Touch off the yes. uh, US number one, which is funny because it's Genesis's only US number one, but it's also Peter Gabriel's only US <laughs> wow, number really? one. Wow, really? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. But yeah, that video is brilliant. You notice more stuff each time you watch it, don't you? Oh, yeah, it's one of the best. It's legendary, that video. Well, it won and a lot of like awards. It did, yeah. Nine VMAs yeah. in 1987, which was the most ever for any video. He's number one in Canada, eh? Hey. Uh, number three in Ireland. Number three in Ireland? Yeah, I love it yeah. when it's number three. Yeah. Number three in New Zealand. Wow. I thought it was number one everywhere. Well, UK number four. What? Yep. And it was not number one in USA, because I already said it. Yeah, they love it. They love that. They're not ready for it, were they? No. Any other charts? Well, did it crack the Kent? Did it crack the Kent? Surely it did. They're sensible guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose all respect for David Kent, Michael Kent, Jimmy Kent, Clark, Ian Kent, Ian Kent. If he doesn't, right? Well, I don't know. Still, he's still not here, so I'll have to do it. Number three in Australia. Number three. So it did crack yeah. the Kent. I haven't yeah. lost all respect. I mean, that's man. that's pretty good on the Kent, really. But yeah. still, it should have been a number one. Yeah. Some of the well, shit. Well, there's only number four in the UK. But some of the shit that got to number one on the Kent. Wow. Yeah. yeah. True. I guess. Yeah. Ken, you know, he's just compiling it. He doesn't get a say on who goes where. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he's in charge. He's in charge of the charts. Wow. That's something. In it, <laughs> yeah, I might as well say it now while he's not here because he won't, he won't hear me. Then this is about the time where it gets handed over to the like Australian recording something or other. What you mean, Kent? So it becomes We're not the get Kent no, no, well, no, they they start doing. He's he keeps doing his chart books until like 1996 or something and then he does like retrospective ones for the years before he started his other reports so he's like filling in back filling him in but they license him they license the Kent report name and all that sort of thing off him and to compile it and work with him until about 88 I think so it's it isn't really the Kent report anymore but it's still called the Kent report for a few more years and then it changes the name to the ARIA chart but he oh, continues to continues to do his reports so yeah he's uh, well I don't know what's going to happen when he's gone away I'll give him more time to compile you know more niche chart books yeah well yeah you know he might have to might have to get rid of Kent because I don't know he's a recurring character now I don't think we can get rid of him well things change yeah well if he's a sure change must come 
We must change to the next song, right? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Oh, but like, if he's going to be late like this, we would probably... He's so, got quite far to come. Yeah, true. fight for the Track number two yeah. is Sing Our Own Song by our old friends UB40. Yeah. Yeah, it's another, another bad one by UB40. I enjoyed it it's more hard, than some of their other bands. It's hard ones. to stick up for UB40 when all the ones they put on here are bad. Actually, they did Red Red Wine. It's like good. Sing Our Own Song is, is an anti-apartheid song. So I always feel like it's a bit of a shit free Nelson Mandela. Like, it's not as good as that. And I do like the irony of being anti-apartheid and then having like a, a white guy singing reggae. Singing yeah, black people's music to uh, you know. It has a really funny. I like the. Um, do you know some backing vocals? Uh, the one, this one. Before. Yeah, yeah, Jackie Graham. Jackie Graham. Wow, all over the age she was. The song to me, the synthy bit sounds like uh, that fast food song. It's like do 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 do. I just think McDonald's Kentucky Fried Chicken and a Pizza Hut. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have actually mentioned that it's number one. Oh, yeah, got that as well. But also, like, weren't the Dutch involved in Africa a bit as well? Yeah. In South Africa? Yeah. So... Yeah, so I think that was probably had something to do with it. Maybe. Maybe they yeah. bought it out of, like, penance or something. No, no, don't say that. I don't know, because I don't know if they might have done some good stuff, the Dutch. I don't want to slander them. Yeah. But they definitely did some colonising. <laughs> you, you have slandered them. I think... <laughs> <laughs> what Holland is yeah some good stuff yeah? yeah for their football a lot of their football teams have been pretty good yeah the sex museum in Amsterdam is really funny yeah there you go right well, there's two things yeah I love that. <laughs> I mean, it's, they're probably like they're really relaxed about prostitutes and weed they're probably really angry about people in Norwich slandering them on a podcast though. yeah did you say the other backing vocalists were no I didn't oh it was Mo Birch and she's not that big but Ruby she's Turner. A, it's very little. Person. Yeah, she was only she was doing the really high. Two bits. inches high. Yeah, <laughs> so you know you get her in. She'd be quite famous then. Even one to get in to do the really high notes, the tiny little woman. No, but she wasn't famous like as small as she was and able to hit those incredibly piercing high notes. No Wikipedia page. But Ruby Turner was quite a sort of successful backing singer mm. for a long time. So yeah, it must be quite interesting because they're not big names, but. You get to sing with a lot of different people. And I think the singer from UB40, you know, it's a good choice for him to get people who can sustain a note and sing properly to come yeah. before him. Oh, yeah. There we go. He does all right. <laughs> no, I, I get the feeling that it was probably really hard to record his vocals because I kind of imagine they come out really quiet, like a mouse's squeak. 
he doesn't exactly roar or project his voice, does he? No. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Joe Fagan, they probably had to like. That's living all right. <laughs> yeah. Put the mic in the next room along. They fucking sent him <laughs> off to Germany. They recorded him from the UK. Yeah. <laughs> just, just sing really loud, Joe. What sing? <laughs> Uh, this one was just a just a live video, bit of a miming in a club, I think. <laughs> Nothing to write home about. It was number seventy in Canada. Eh? Seventy. Seventy. Yeah. Seventy. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Giuseppe. Under Irma. Under Herbs. <laughs> Under Irma was number four. Number four. Why is it so Cornish today? <laughs> in New Zealand, it was number seven. Alright, yeah. Yeah, we're singing our own song, mate. We've got our own songs to sing our own songs. Yeah, that's what he normally says, and that's the one. Uh, <laughs> and uh, UK number five. UK number five? Yeah. Motherfucker. Bloody good show, chap. <laughs> it was a number one in Holland. Number one for Holland? Hey, stop, it's not ready yet. <laughs> there you go, you can always do that one. From <laughs> the Carlsberg advert. <laughs> oh, I fucking gave him free publicity. Well, cut that out. Speak <laughs> bit from the beep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then one thing you said, swear word. Yeah. That's what they usually be. Got so, you be not chart on the, the Kent? Oh, yeah, sorry. Fucking Kent, yeah? Sorry, yeah. Because I've moved things along. Forgot, because, no, I I forgot, because he's still not here, isn't it? Like, fucking hell. Uh, Yeah, number 76 on the Kent. So, yeah, nothing really. So, from one nothing to something that's better than nothing. Is it better than nothing? Let's go all the way. What, Sly, Sly Fox? Fox yeah. Sly Fox with Let's Go All The Way. Yeah. Not about sex. No. I, and uh, I was, I found it quite refreshing, actually, that it was about a war that wasn't the Cold War. It was about Vienna. No, no, I'm fucking on the wrong song. No, this is just about <laughs> disillusionment with aspects of late 20th century politics. Yeah. and a yearning to perfect the human condition I was thinking of a difference yeah. there is a bit of Cold War stuff in the video though which oh, okay. makes it seem a bit more like it's about sort of present stuff um, but yeah these boys massive one hit wonders yeah, who the fuck are Fox well wow. Gary Mudbone Cooper had been a vocalist with Parliament Funkadelic and Bootsy's Rubber Band and later toured with uh, Zap keyboardist Greg Jackson. Well, wow. yeah. he sounds a bit like Prince, I think. He sounds a bit like a, a not as good Prince vocally. Yeah, he didn't like this one then. Not really. I thought it was alright. It's just like, yeah, that's it's sort of had the eighties production I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I thought it was alright. Do you know who covered it? Yeah. Because Harry knows he resets. <laughs> we both read Wikipedia. Well, that's because if I read the Wikipedia page, you're not going to well, guess. You're not going to guess. Then we'd all just be like, "Yeah, yeah I do know because I read the same thing." Yeah. You're not going to guess. It makes a more interesting there. dynamic that I come unprepared. Just, just have a stab. Uh, you'll never get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we might get it like yeah, true. This like I've got three here. I think. OJ Simpson. Or four, possibly four. Is that because I said stab? Yeah. Because <laughs> OJ Simpson, I'd like to point out, has never been proved in a court of law. Well, so, he's like uh, a celebrity guy. And I'm trying to think of someone like. You yeah, know, don't get a Unexpected, because you're saying I'll never guess. So people okay. that aren't associated with music, I'm thinking. 
Oh right, well the um, well, no, well they are well well they are they're most of them are yeah, yeah. Uh, boy zone. No. Oof. Well, kind of like boy zone. It was uh, insane clown posse. Wow. Yeah. 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 Oh, I was going to guess that. My next guess. Yeah, of course you were. <laughs> ICP for life. Because it was in Iron Man 3, there's a version with Ashley Hamilton, oh, I think as an actor, and Robbie Williams. Ooh! Yeah. The Robbie Williams. We'll be yeah. seeing a lot of him. There was another one by a band called The Wonder Girls. Did you have a, have a look at them? They were no, some, I, they're I, some sort of super group. I think they've only done two songs, but they had about 20 members, and yeah, quite a lot of them were sort of fairly well-known musicians. Okay. A weirdly, really weird super group. Yeah. Oh, that 20's too much for a super group. Speaking of uh, supergroups, we listened to two versions, didn't we? There was like a remix. Yeah, I like. Remix. I like. I like the one that goes "Flag Girl, Flag Girl," and it's got "We Will Rock Girl. You in it as well. Which yeah, is a bit, yeah, it's weird. No, it's um, good. It's good. Remixes were still a fairly new thing in the eighties. Yeah. Whereas now they're pretty commonplace. You know, most of the singles will get in the nineties. If you buy the CD single, it will have five different remixes that are all pretty similar to each other. Yeah, yeah, video, really good, I thought. Some little army kids running around, they smash up some guns and like airfix models on an anvil, but that was fun for the kids, smashing up yeah. airfix models and that. Yeah. And like, the two guys are sort of giving it all that, giving it the big one, like yeah, dancing snash. about and singing. But I thought, you know, is it like on a budget, you know, all they've got is a shopping trolley full of airfix models, two kids. And just loads of costumes and colours and like that. Like you can do it. Digital effects to put on in post production as well. Uh, they didn't do that much, so I don't think, like did they? Flashing and. Oh, flashing, and like, there's flashing. lots of sort of editing, but like, there wasn't like that many sort of digital effects, was there? I didn't really so notice. So the, the colours were changing and stuff. Uh, I does say for some reason that the section on the lyrical content of this song in Wikipedia is particularly funny, but I can't really remember it. Actually, the description's better than the lyrics themselves. Like, you think, oh, we're yearning to perfect the human condition. That would be quite poetic. The actual lyric is, we need heaven on earth today. We can make a better way. Oh. It was not exactly what I think was... But it says the title repeated in the chorus is often misconstrued as being about consummating a sexual relationship. Ah. In actuality. (laughs) It's a message of encouragement. Whatever your goal, dream or vision... You should go all the way to get it covered by insane clown posse. <laughs> but did it go all the way to number one? I think it did because you said they were a one-hit wonder. So. Well, in the UK, I only got to number three. Oh fuck! Yeah, uh, in America, well, goddamn, it got to number seven. Top ten That's America right. for New Zealand, mate. It's uh, number twenty-seven. That's it. Didn't Kent? I don't want to go all the way. Didn't Kent? Oh, we won't be seeing any more of Sly Fox. Oh, Level 42. Yeah. With oh. Lessons in Love. Yeah. In 2012, David Quantic described this in Q Magazine. Why have we got Quantic yeah. the 80s. <laughs> I am going to disagree. Harry, are you, do you think this is one of the best singles of the 80s? No. Great intro. Those boys can write an intro. I've said it before. But, oh, again, cool song, yeah. 
I thought it was ABC because I thought it had that sort of sophisticated pop thing going on. I wasn't really looking at it, but I can think of the top. I'm sure between us, we could name like 20 songs from the 80s that are a better single than that. Yeah. So I think David Quantic is. He just sticks doing you, his fucking. I can name you whatever he does appearing on, on those disc. on those Channel Four programs. Yeah, I mean, I, it's the best Level Forty Two song we've had so far. Yeah, they ain't saying much, though. You know, but it's sort of middling. A bit rubbish. Okay. I just don't feel like I don't feel like I get the point of Level Forty Two. Like I don't really know what they're meant to be. Like, are they meant to be good at playing, or are they meant to be? good at writing pop songs I'm not sure what, what it is they're really. trying to do I don't know they don't seem to be good at either I can't yeah. remember how the song goes so uh, well it's got the good it, it like, wasn't intro and like the that that bass line was alright but yeah and then the song sort of got a bit of shit from there yeah it gets lost I like that the happy little sort of yeah Baseline thing going on, there's, but then yeah. There's better songs coming up. It's not the worst song on here. But it's also not the best. It's just one of those ones you get on these now, so it's just quite forgettable. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't even be bothered to mime half the time. Just messing about. Yeah. Uh, not having bad. fun messing about, really. Just not really doing it properly. <laughs> Not doing it properly. <laughs> yeah. Not being level forty-two. Do you, are they call level forty-two because of hitchhikers? Do you think? I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. Still doesn't make. If they were, I still wouldn't get them. Right. Still wouldn't understand what they're about. I don't get what they're about. I think they're just about Mark. Well, not bass Mark King, is it Mark King? Mark yeah. King, yeah. I think it's just his vehicle to play his bass and sing a bit, isn't it? Did he sing as well? I, I just know him as the... Well, I think he does... He's the lead singer, isn't he? I don't know. I yeah, he is, song. yeah. I, I know him as the guy that holds his face really high, isn't he? No, I think there's a reason why in the first series of Peep Show they made it one of the bands that Mark sing to. I think uh, know, that sort of uptake character which doesn't really like music. It's a bit beige. Yeah. Isn't it? It's a bit cool, yeah. Mark would like sophisty pop, wouldn't he? Like, yeah. Oh. Right, it's level 42. Does he like the Lighthouse family? Matt Bianco. No, in fact, <laughs> Peter Gabriel is also uh, mentioned in the same episode of Peep Show. Ooh, I don't know if we're going to be seeing them again. Wow, good. Mate, wait uh, for no, scratch that. We <laughs> will. Uh, uh, yeah, so this got to number three in the UK. Don't know if this is their biggest hit, but that's pretty good. Yeah. In America, they say, hey, well... We love lessons in love, buddy. Hey, number twelve, man. Number hey. twelve. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's not bad, really, for how boring the song is. And in Ireland, they said, "Oh, we love lessons for love." Oh, give it a number three. Number three. Yeah. Ooh, rare in a rare move, they've gone for the same as the UK. <laughs> that very often. And New Zealand, they said, "Yeah, we've got our own lessons for love, mate." Eighteen. <laughs> In Australia, where's, uh, where's David? Who's David? Order it, boys, you motherfuckers! <laughs> oh God, he's really he's. Hey, oh, I'm back. Hey, sorry, mate. I've been. It was. Oh, I got the light. It was late. Hey, number sixty-five, boys. Number sixty-five. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. He's fucked. Yeah. What are we gonna do? Ten meters and nine. Yeah. Oh, oh and his, his chart placements have been a bit strange. I thought. Yeah. 
shouldn't let his uh, his social his life situation affect his chart compiling. Yeah, he's he, oh, he's gone off the rails anyway. Yeah. Like, he's just fucking. Oh, what is he doing in there anyway? It was the number fourteen in Canada. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> If there was a building with at least 42 levels, maybe there'd be a shop that sells animals. Um, yeah. No other way of segueing this. But the next song is The Pet Shop Boys. Ah. Opportunities, brackets, let's make lots of money. Yeah, a bit cynical, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's a bit ironical. Ah, yeah, see, he gets it, he gets it. Yeah, yeah. What I like about this song, apart from the fact it sounds like all the other Pet Shop Boys songs, is that apparently... Uh, according to Neil Tennant, who, from whom uh, David Tennant took his stage home. That's true. Is it? Wow. Yeah, it was, his real name's David McDonald. You know, there's, this uh, thing, there's this thing in the UK with equity, just the actors' right. union, where you can't have the same name as someone else in equity. Oof. So instead of... Uh, yeah, so his real name's David McDonald, and he changed his name to David Tennant after Neil Tennant. No, okay. not after Tenant Super. No. <laughs> so apparently the main lyrical concept came while in a recording studio and uh, Chris Lowe, the other Pet Shop Boy, asked Neil Tennant to make up a lyric based around the line, let's make lots of money. So I think it's a great story because it doesn't really mean anything. It's like saying, oh, well, Michael Jackson came up with Billie Jean when, uh, when Quincy Jones said to him, you should write a song about Billie Jean. You know, it's like, it's, <laughs> But I like it. I like it because it's at the height of the yuppie thing in the end. Well, yeah, this is what it's sort of attacking, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think he was quite a subversive character, Neil Tennant. You know, let's let's not forget that he was the editor of Smash Hits. Yeah, he, was, he had a history of, of subversion. Right. I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. You've forgotten that I told you that in the last podcast. Then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that one hasn't been released yet, so yeah. I haven't heard it. What did you think of the song? I thought it was good. I liked it. Is it going on your best of? It might do. It could sort of, I listened to it and I was like, wow, it does just sound like the Pet Shop Boys. They just have songs that they sound the same. Yeah. But I, I, I sort of quite like the lyrics. It's making me chuckle. It's yeah. a funny song. They're funny, like, funny boys. Oh, yeah, he's uh, saying he's got I, all these qualifications that he hasn't got. Yeah. He knows quite, how to program computers. I quite like the his voice as well, even though it sounds the same on every song. Yeah, it's exactly not really his singing, is it? Like, he's not really belting anything out, but you know it's him when you hear it. Yeah. And that's a good asset in pop. Yeah. yeah, it's got a very weird sort of languid sort of honking quality. <laughs> honking quality. It's weird, it's like a, like a goose on morphine. <laughs> honk, 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 honk. It's hard to, I'm trying to think about how would I sing like it, but it's hard, hard voice to imitate. Yeah. Hard, hard to get on. Well, it was first released in 1985, but it wasn't a hit. But they did make a video for it. Yeah, so the first video they made was uh, Tenant standing in a drain, singing the song in front of a Cadillac, and his face goes really weird. Goes, 
goes all big. You obviously can't see that because it's a podcast. Yeah. Your face goes all big. That's the sound of a big face. Yeah. And the new video they made was sort of doing this, like, this This has been a few videos on this one. They've got where they, like, sort of superimpose lots of images of you one after the other, you know, like a oh, mirror, yeah, like yeah, a yeah, mirror yeah. in a mirror in a mirror. Like so they're the both Peter like. Rhapsody thing. Yeah, and they both keep spinning in a shot and they're, like, passing each other a hammer. And, like, it's not that interesting because it's like, they're going, it isn't this clever. Look, he's passing the hammer and spinning out a shot and, and there's another copy of him doing it. It's like, yeah, but he. It, it, like it's yeah, it's probably cool the first time you've ever been able to do that. <laughs> like it's not, not that anymore. interesting. In Canada, there was a number twenty-two. A number twenty-two. Yeah. A number twenty-two. <laughs> In Ireland, it was number fourteen, mate. Show me the money. Show me the money. Let's make lots of money. <laughs> In New Zealand, I said uh, we've got our own money, mate. <laughs> It's got a picture of the Queen on it, number two. I don't know that for certain, but it probably does. Get your own fucking Queen, mate. Yeah, yeah. We've got two. We've got the Queen and Queen. Yeah. Yeah. Without Freddie. Or is it Deacon that doesn't play anymore? One of them doesn't. Does yeah. It? In America, it was number 10, boy. And in the UK, it was number 11. And I don't fucking like any bloody songs I've told in 63. 63? Yeah, yeah, fucking right it is. Yeah. Fucking hell, David, come on, man. You better hide the castle main from <laughs> the castle main. Oh, sh- oh, there is booze in the fridge, fuck. Don't touch it, David. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Are you going to do your reporting a bit, David? Will you have a coffee and sober up and do your reporting a bit? Yeah, all right, mate. All right, all right. Wiley with Sinful. Sinful with an exclamation mark. Pete Wiley, I didn't know who he was. Apparently he was in the band's Oh, yeah. or Wah. I think it's Wah. Is it? Yeah, Because it was like Wah, the mighty Wah. They've had yeah, loads well, of names, haven't they? He's been in the band's Wah. Yeah. Wah, Heat. Right. Shambico say Wah. <laughs> JF Wah. Oh my God. The mighty Wah. And Wah, the mongrel. Wow. Bloody hell. <laughs> I don't know what he's messing around with all of that for, but <laughs> yeah, I, it, he was also, uh, before this, he was in Creature 3, which had um, Ian McCulloch from uh, Echo and the Bunnymen and Julian Cope. Yeah, that's right. Quite notable. Um, oh, do you know what Wah's first album was called, by the way? Wah! <laughs> no. the album. No, it was called Nah Equals Poo, The Art of Bluff. Was it? Yeah, it was called Nah Equals Poo. God, they sound like bunch of dickheads. That's a bit like one of what I think is the worst album title of all time had poo in it as well, which is uh, really he, he poo's clowns. Which is just <laughs> that. More, don't you think about it too much. Supposed former infatuation junkie. <laughs> I mean, that's quite bad. For. I was always mystified by Charlie Big Potato. No, right. I tell you why. Because they let their fans vote for what that single should be called on the internet. Oh wow! So it's like a, a boating McBoat face thing. Yeah, yeah. Could well, no, it was it. like there were certain ones, and that was like the silliest one. So that was the one every vote, yeah, everyone yeah. voted for. 
Because I think they had suggestions first and then the best ones were like to be voted for or something like that. Wow, digressions. Let's talk about people yeah. early. I can't remember how the song goes. I can't forget about it. It's simple. It's tragic. Oh, yeah. That's, That's why I forgot. It's a... Yeah. Not a bit, bit boring, right? Yeah, it was pretty boring, yeah. Um, yeah. Video was all right. Some arty-farty stuff in a swimming pool. But again, it's another one where they've like... Get loads of costumes and shit. Like, you can tell they didn't spend much money on it, but it looks good because they've got loads of costumes and they're all fighting about, you know, a few extras. That's all you need. Editing. So they've got a bit of spontaneous beard growth was in there. That was amazing. Like, they went from clean shaven to having a beard down to the floor. How'd they with do that? Magical stop motion that was very obvious. Do you think they started with a really long beard and then they cut it? Like slowly, and then played oh, the, played they the did film it in reverse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. put your trousers back on, Ken. <laughs> oh God, fucking it! No, don't want to see it, mate. I've oh, fucking you've seen it before. Oh, shut up. <laughs> um, this was listed as Pete Wiley and the Oedipus Rex in on Wikipedia. Oh yeah, seems mm. like this guy likes to have lots of different names. He does, doesn't he? I reckon he's like a tax cheat. They released every yeah. song and album under a different name. Yeah, right, that's probably what it is. Maybe it's so they can do it with loads of different record labels. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Bands, bands are famous, like big bands, particularly in the 80s and that. They were they like to record albums outside the UK to avoid the tax. Yeah, well, there's a UK number 13. Really? Yeah. And Ireland, we agree with you. Number 13. Oh, you are. You quit copycat recently, Ireland. Yeah, I know. Get your own opinions, mate. Ah, you're up your bollocks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, it had a lot of play in the US nightclubs as well because there was some sort of nightclub play chart and it got quite high on that but it didn't get into the hot 100. Wow. Just, yeah. I'm not going to be able to figure out if we're never going to see Pete Wiley again because he's got so many band names. Mm. I'm not searching them all up to figure out whether yeah. he's going to be back so we might see he is Well, what the bloody hell was Stan Ridgeway camouflage? Oh, I liked it. This is I liked, you liked it. it. You liked, liked all it. seven minutes of it. Yeah. Okay, no, no, no. What, I, let me clarify. I got, I got engrossed in the story. It's it's a weird transplanted song. Like, it's a classic sort of, you know, it's like a country song with all, like, 80s shit going on. But, yeah. like, it's the old, I meet a character, hang around with a character, and then I go around somewhere, and I'm like, I saw this character, and they go... But he died three years ago. It's like <laughs> such a hokey story. Yeah, yeah. You just know it's coming. It's so <laughs> obvious. It's it's a very weird thing. Yeah, I like. I got into it. I saw sort of, at the start. I was like, oh, this is a bit, a bit stupid, isn't it? And then by the end, I was like, oh, what's what's happened? Who is camouflage? <laughs> <laughs> I just like the fact that it was about the Vietnam War rather than the Cold War. Like. Um, I'm, as Harry knows, I, I started having dreams about it being the Cold War because of this fucking bomb. I did. I had yeah, one. Like, I've always like having bombs dropped on me and shit. So hearing about Vietnam is, is great. And you listen to War is stupid and people <laughs> stupid <laughs> and love means nothing in some strange quarters. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> Just listen to that before you go to bed and you'll be all right. I don't know. Uh, like, 
information about Stan Ridgway is scant, but he did a lot of film mm-hmm. scores, and yeah. the only film I'd really heard of was Rumblefish, because yeah, it's yeah. directed by Coppola. Yeah. yeah, I looked at that list, and I was like, oh, I haven't heard of any of these films. No. So I don't know if Rumblefish had like a seven minute soundtrack yeah. piece that just tells the story of the He film. might, yeah. He's probably trying to pitch it during it, wasn't he? He was like, so yeah, this is the film, it's about fish that rumbles. I don't, I don't know what it's really about. <laughs> like, it's high concept. But Stan, Stan Ridgeway's like, yeah, I could do the score, but I was having a look at the script, and I think what would be good is if, like, the main character that he's talking to, he, like, goes back at the end and it's like, oh, I've been talking to old Rumblefish over here, and they're like, Rumblefish died ten years ago. <laughs> I like the fact that it doesn't even finish there, does it? Like, so there's that twist. Well, and then there's a bit about him, like... He'd want you to have these. He wanted to like rescue a soldier, and he wanted you to have his old medals or whatever. Yeah, well, I, I well, I'll, I'll tell you. Then he thing. actually only he only writes the music for films where the main character, yeah. the character's buddy, turns out to have been dead for three years. Yeah, he was extremely. Extremely disappointed to miss out on the sixth sense. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> I mean, he did a lot of films. Didn't he? There was about like twenty in that list or yeah. something. But like, none of them were good. I just think he was he was unlucky. He was really in demand. Everyone wanted yeah, Stan Ridgeway, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he only ever did like bombs. Before uh, before Randy Newman stepped in, he was going to do Toy Story. And they're like, you know, it'd be really good, mate. Right, I've done a little song for you. Yeah, don't worry about that. But what I think you should do is right at the end if uh, Woody goes back to the other toys and he's like I've saved Buzz and they go Buzz Lightyear died three years ago <laughs> <laughs> they're like no I don't like it just get Randy on the phone it'd be better if Andy was dead the owner so they're doing all this and then yeah, like, they yeah. realise oh Andy's been dead for years well no one lives in that house he's been left in the empty kids room no the parents still live oh, there right, yeah. but they've left the room in like yeah. morning oh my shut up. god that's dark oh, oh, yes. Toy Story yeah. 4 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, if they do that I, mean, I want fucking royalty money off them yeah this is great because I love government information films and there's one from the 50s where there's two men driving in a car it's all black and white and they're like like the accent at the time, they spoke really upper crust, and they're like, "Yes." And I was crossing the road, and then I, and then the car hit me, and then the other guy goes, "Wow, that's rotten luck. You could have been dead." And then the other guy, the other guy just goes, "I, oh, oh, hey, fuck." That's a great idea. They say that sounds really dangerous. You could have been killed. I was, and then it cuts to a caption saying, "Dangerous driving kills." Ah. Well, yeah, he's a bit of a one-trick pony, isn't he, with this whole uh, rule about the three-year yeah. death. He's also a one-hit wonder. Oh. Yeah. This one got all the way to number two in Ireland. Yeah, they love a ta- They love to tell stories in Ireland. They love a tale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do, don't they? Yeah, yeah that's why they love this. Uh, in the UK, we love a tale, but not quite as much. Number four. Yeah. Not yeah. a hit in America. Um, Vietnam was still a pretty touchy subject. Have we seen it? <sighs> David, David, what? Wake up, Ken! I've, I told you I don't like any of these songs. 76. Fucking 76. Yeah. He's in right bad mood today. Yeah. He's giving everything rubbish. Our video is sort of a live video interspersed with a few clips of the story. Of camouflage. In black and white. Yeah, a little bit of him, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. bet he's a good looking lad. I'm I can't just... remember. Was he too well camouflaged? Yeah. 
they found uh, like seven different types of sperm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's true that. Is it? No, of course it bloody well. Like, I always, I think that one's you know like the rib, the, the rib. Yeah. yeah, this that's the Mark Armand one is the funniest one, right? Because a he won the game, was he? What? Well, yeah, no, I think he was. But like, when they pump someone's stomach, why are they checking like that? There's any sperm there at all, right? And then why are they? analysing it to the point where they would be able to find out how many different men it come from like haven't it's ridiculous ever, haven't you ever have poison sperm have you ever seen cartoons like you know that sperm have like like your sperm have a little hairy head on them that talks in your voice oh of course yeah <laughs> please let me sleep Poetry, that'll work. Come, sweet slumber, and shroud me in thy purple cloak. The next song is The Art of Noise with... This is back when they say with instead of feet. Oh, was it with? Art of Noise with Max Hedrum. Yeah. And it's Paranoia, which is a portmanteau of paranoia and insomnia. Yeah. Max Hedrum's a bit of a weird thing to try and understand to our generation I think yeah, yeah I sort of he's supposed to be he's a fictional AI character he was supposed to be the world's first computer generated TV host even though he wasn't actually computer generated like, just wearing prosthetics yeah he's supposed to be the very sterile arrogant western personification of the middle class male TV host but it's I just can't understand it they even made a fucking film of Max Hedrum, I think. Yeah, they? The TV series was yeah. huge, wasn't it? Yeah, well, he's, everyone knows who he was. My yeah. mum knows who he is. But like, the only thing I know about him is that weird thing where that guy took over American television for like a couple of minutes oh, yeah. in his garage and like wore a Max Hedrum mask and just made loads of weird noises and stuff. Really? I yeah. About that. Yeah, he took over like all of American, like most of, or I don't know if it was like every channel sort of thing, but like loads of loads of TV stations all had him he hacked it somehow and broadcast this weird thing and like said a few things and made some weird noises and that in his garage yeah so someone who wanted to hack it but didn't really have a, an agenda yeah oh hello oh just hacked it <laughs> 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 that's enough of that old uh, Max Hedrum comes from a dystopian near future and blah 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 whereas oh. the art of noise is the avant-garde synth pop group that featured Trevor Horn, music uh-huh. journalist Paul Morley, who was oh, yeah. the one who did the press release for Frankie Goes to Hollywood. He's the there. one who was always doing talking heads and things, isn't he? Yeah, but didn't he also write the, the promo stuff for Frankie Goes to Hollywood, all that stuff about making oh. shit off shoes? and Did he? Yeah, did he? I think that was him. But yeah, named after the futurist manifesto, The, Arts of, the Art of Noises. Yeah. Oh, right. But it's, for all of that, Pretty forgettable. I can't. Remember. Oh yeah, it's yeah. just like a comedy record again, isn't it? So it's just sort of like you listen to it and listen to some of the little quips and you're like, oh, okay, you know, a little quip yeah. there. But there's no like real. It's not like oh, I love this song or this hook's really good no, or it's catchy. Yeah. And I listen to it again. I mean, yeah. I think maybe that's the problem with getting all these producers in. But then if if you're into Max Hedrum back then, it's like, oh my fucking god, 
Oh yeah. We heard. Max Headroom it's is, like, is going to be on an Art of Noise. Who are uh, the Art of Noise? It's like that's so Primo came out, and you know we were all over it. Yeah, well, chocolate <laughs> salty balls. Yeah, I did like or... chocolate salty balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like there's there's like three different versions of this song. I think. Well, it's probably more, but like yeah, yeah it's got your Mac. You got your Max Headroom. Yeah. The one we've listened to talking about he can't sleep and all that sort of thing. Yeah, there's a 12 inch version. Uh, it's also got Max Headroom on, but he's saying completely different stuff, talking okay. about how good the music is and stuff like that. Yeah, and talking about the people there. It looks like this song yeah. was released in April 1986. Yeah, the album version doesn't even have Max Headroom on it, it's just an instrumental. Oh, that's pretty dull. Yeah, yeah, imagine that. This one works a little bit better as a music video, I think, because you get to see him talking and glitching yeah, and out and stuff. Max Headroom thing. Yeah. He's on a TV on a hospital bed. There's some wireframe stuff behind him. That was it, I it's think. There was some alright computer graphics on there. It looked like it'd been done on D paint or something on <laughs> That's it really. So yeah, a chance. Well we've got our own paranoia, mate, New Zealand, about the next big earthquake or volcano or whatever. Yeah, you've got the got or whatever it's called. Uh, no, because don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's what is it? It's a cross between paranoia and insomnia. Yeah, that's it. Paranoia. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the New Zealand's national emotion, mate. <laughs> paranoia. Yeah, we're all paranoia over here. Number six. Oh, well, it's yeah. did all right. Well, it's Max, Rum- Max Headroom was taking the whole world by storm. In the UK, everything's twice as much as it is in New Zealand. Twelve. Yeah, we don't like the, the future as much. Nah. Computers and that. In America, the uh, future scares me, buddy. 34. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, nothing in Canada, nothing on the Ken. It was still fucking asleep. And, <laughs> uh, I got to number 18 on the herb. On the herb. Yeah. Wow, so did the best in New Zealand. Yeah. That's strange. Yeah, that's weird. Lady and It's Chris the fucking bug with Lady yeah. in Red. What's your problem? Many, many, many Dude, what, things. What, what, hang on, hang on. What did you call it? Oh, sorry. The Lady. Yeah. I was I, experiencing I was like, a Mandela oh. effect. Yeah. I was like, oh, the Lady in Red. Weird. The yeah. Well, I'm not alone in this, mine. You know, if you won't take my word for it, divides public opinion, but it's been voted the 10th most annoying song of all time. In a dot music poll in 2000, and it's one of only two singles in the top 10, which were not novelty songs. 2001 poll of more than 50,000 Channel 4 views, not Channel 5 or ITV, Channel 4, Intellectuals, and readers of The Observer. Song was voted the fourth most hated UK number one single. Yeah, but this isn't aimed at those middle class ponces, yeah? yeah it's for the working man. Well, I'm, a, I'm fucking working yeah. class and I can't stand this song. I, I, I don't think it's that bad. So listening back to it, I thought sort of like everyone hates this song. I've never like thought it was terrible, but I would not love it. <gasps> so listening back to it, I was like, oh, it's better than I thought. It's a nice little bass playing on it. Yeah, the bass. Play. I was kind yeah. of surprised about it. Yeah. 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 I was... It's just so middle of the road. So I think road. it's way more memorable than like got a few songs we've heard already on. Yeah, this. but I don't want to remember it. It's just because it's cool to dislike the Berg. 
No, because I really like Invisible Touch by Genesis, and it's uh, probably not cool to like that. It's cooler than the bug. Although, oh. according to uh, Neil Norman of The Independent, when he was arguing about it, he said that it reduced many famous people to tears, including Diana, Princess of Wales. Yeah. Fair enough, Diana, Princess of Wales. Uh, yeah. It's quite a tearful lady. She was trapped in an unhappy marriage. Yeah. Eating disorder, etc., etc. Not like, trying to make light of that. But Fergie, presumably not the Black Eyed Peas Fergie, the original, <laughs> the original Fergie, the original Fergie. Yeah. Again, unhappy marriage to Rob. Yeah. And then he just throws in Mel Smith. What's yeah, it? as a as a Mel Smith's a comedian. Like he's in the front cover fucking, of this song. Fuck, you've got a what? He's in the the album art. Well, okay, now album. now it makes a bit of sense. Uh, yeah, I must have done. That's not Mel Smith. That's just a. No, I said. Look, have you seen the, the this is the the single cover for the the single? You just said Mel Smith was on it. No, I didn't. I said, have you seen it? I haven't finished with Mel Smith like <laughs> what was the occasion when he was crying because of this song probably just because probably because it, the light was stuck on loop was, and he couldn't was, get was, was Griff Reese Jones behind him like did he put an arm around him there, there Mel, no it was face to face with him in a dark room <laughs> yeah yeah they were doing a little monologue <laughs> or is, dialogue even that is bad like, artwork though it looks like a child's drawing of a lady well, I think that's like sort of the first bit in the video. There's some like animated painting. Uh, yeah, it's a lot like that. It's fucking horrible. That was the best bit in the video. The other bit was just sort of frames of him moving, and there was a couple of bits with this nice lady in red in it. Um, but yeah, Christopher's a nice looking lad, and he looks like his mum cuts his hair. Got this sort of say- weird like helmet head haircut going on. Maybe he thinks he looks like Bruce Lee. I don't, I don't see a problem with this song really why everyone hates it so much I don't get it well it's because it's sort of schmaltzy isn't it it's, yeah. it's the yeah. most schmaltzy you can possibly get there's loads of schmaltzy songs Next. yeah but this is this is like it's at the end of the scale isn't it it's like top schmaltz you know and if you're like you know getting married to someone you might want that, but I don't know if I want it for my everyday listening pleasure. Oh, but you know, I think it's, I'd have to listen to it occasionally, I reckon. It's all right. Yeah. Well, you can do that, Martin. Yeah. You can, in the privacy of your own home. It's not as good as the guy who wants stars in their eyes version. <laughs> he, was, he was really good. <laughs> he made the song his own <laughs> by trying to replicate the burger as much as he could. Yeah, maybe it's over-familiarity as well is, is part of the problem. The things that people tend to hate like Phil Collins a lot of that was based on over-familiarity they wouldn't have bothered hating Phil Collins if like his songs had sold two copies yeah anyway that's I don't feel like I was um, my hatred started for him when I was over-familiar with him who Phil Collins uh, and Berg. I don't know when it started really probably when South Park were like he's a dickhead and I was like oh yeah yeah, you right, aren't you? <laughs> you can get all your opinions from South Park, I and that's why you don't talk. Yeah, to but so, like that happens a lot in life. Like sometimes, like you'll sort of someone you'll think like mm, you won't really have an opinion on them, and then someone will say, "Oh my god, I can't stand them because of this." And then the minute they make you notice that, you can't you can't stand them either. Don't you get that in life? Probably. Uh, but, oh, but, I've had that for quite a few times. But when it comes to life, I'm, I'm a bit of an absolute beginner. But first, we better have the chance. Uh, yeah, we better. Uh, yeah, this was a bit of a fucking juggernaut. I bet. It was number one in Canada, eh? 
And in Ireland they said, we love them ladies in red. Oh, that rhymed, number one. New Zealand said, got our own ladies, mate. And they're pretty red, pretty damn red. Working on them farms all day long, ruddy-faced. Big legs, big strong, snapping <laughs> legs. Fucking hell. <laughs> number six. Wow. Yeah, in the UK, had to be number one, number didn't one, it? Course. Had to be. And in America, they say, we like that lady in red. We like that lady in red, white, and blue a little more. But I'll give this one a number three, buddy. <laughs> in Australia, white boys, I'm really sorry about that. There was, I was a bit... Uh, I've had a little bit too much to drink, but I think I'm probably all right now. I can just about read what this says. <laughs> uh, yeah, mate, I, yeah, I liked it. Number two. See? Even Kent likes it. I don't think it would be good. If no, you... that's strategic, because it is a number two. I'd agree uh, with that. Well, look at all the yeah. number ones it got. Yeah, well, yeah. number one isn't funny, number two is The public funny. don't lie, Jacob, it's a good song. Yeah. If the public like it, then it goes to number I'm one. Gonna, I'm going to paraphrase, well, I'm going to quote Superhands from Peep Show here. People like Coldplay and voted for the Nazis. You can't trust people. <laughs> <laughs> don't know if we'll be seeing Chrissy again. I don't think he's going to have another one that merits a... It doesn't need to. Thing. He does. Yeah, I can't fucking do it anyway. <laughs> So David Bowie, absolute yeah. Guinness. Another, another not very enjoyable David Bowie song. It's like, uh, yeah, it's overlong in it. No, well, like, really long. It can't like you. You can sort of hear. It's got like a bit of that David Bowie sort of fairy dust. Bowie. The chord progression just sounds really random. Like, wasn't really sure. It's, oh, I'll do this chord now. It was like he's picking him out of a hat. And it's called yeah, finish chord. And I don't yeah. like finish chords in uh, suspendy. Oh, I don't know, like in, in the right sort of place. Occasion. In the right place. Yeah. You can get away with it. But not on here, it's just. It just goes on too long. I'd like to, I did liven up both sax solos. There was like. Oh, double saxophone. Midway, there was like a sax solo coming in. I was like, oh, this is a storming sax solo. And I was, yeah. I was like, we're enjoying this a bit more now. And then the song carried on. I was like, oh, it's got a bit boring again. And then towards the end, another sax solo <laughs> coming in. I was like, oh, hello. Uh, but it's for, it's for a film, isn't it? So maybe that's why it needed to be the way it was. Yeah. Is the film good? Did you watch it? Uh, no, <laughs> it was a famous box office disaster. It was, it was oh, a was box it? office bomb, yeah. That's what it's known for, really. Not so much the song, but the fact that it just it completely tanked when it was released. Oh. And Bowie was in it. He only agreed to do a song for the soundtrack so he could act. Okay. And make oh, yeah. beach marks for people at home. Yeah, well, he acted a bit in the video, I guess. Dancing with the Zebra Lady. And what was that? Was that? Um, he was on a giant typewriter at one point, which was nice, cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah? That's good acting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just after they finished recording it, Mick Jagger flew in, and that's when they did their Dancing in the Streets. Oh, right, yeah. So a lot of the same musicians. Ah, yeah, and I can see that. See, I like this. So they, they, they recruited their session musicians by sending them a card that said work at the studio with Mr X they didn't find out it was Bowie until they got there also on the song was Rick Wakeman 
famous for playing keyboards in Yes and yeah. wearing capes. It, in Canada, absolute beginners, taking the piss or something, number 45. In Ireland, they said, we absolutely loved it. Number one. In New Zealand, they said, uh, we don't want absolute beginners, mate. We want people who have uh, certain skills like engineering and stuff, and we'll pay you to come over and work for us. But if you haven't got any qualifications, you can fuck off. Number four. Sure. Uh, United Kingdom, number two. Well, yeah, still love the Bowie. In America, he said, uh, hey, boy, uh, I think you're taking the piss uh, like the Canadian, taking the piss out of the Canadian boys. They're my friends, number 53. Number 53? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. American charts are mental. And uh, David? All right, boys, yeah. Absolute beginners. Uh, Let's absolutely begin at number five. Number five, right? He's cheered up a bit now. Yeah. He's so cheered up a bit now. about doing a podcast is you can only hear our voices which renders us to you effectively invisible and so we come to Genesis right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, with yeah, uh, nice. Invisible Touch oh you're really getting these segues invisible. I love this song oh, yeah, I and love people, this song people who lament how unprog Genesis became this is like their poppiest yeah you know it was the, their last album actually until about 91 so they took a long long break after this but yeah I love it it's just it's, it's so bouncy and oh, yeah, singing I love this song I really it's like it. probably yeah it's the most sort of fun Collins thing I've we've had well, so far I was way better than One More Night have we had Easy Lover oh Easy Lover's great no we haven't had no, that, that is fucking great that is great but you know part of that greatness is the is the Philip Bailey well I thought this, this was is, just a Phil Collins song I guess because it's a bit poppier and then I read yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Genesis. Genesis I was like oh wow I didn't realise yeah. it was actually Genesis it's Phil Collins' favourite Genesis song yeah wow yeah it was mainly him that wrote it I think they were like jamming and there was a bit of keyboard playing and he came up with a hook. When I was quite young, I don't really know how young, I was probably about six or seven, but I used to think that the lyrics to this song were, "He see, uh, she sees the half pint, is she going to touch it? She reads, oh no, because, oh yeah, no, because the pre-chorus is like, she's got built-in ability to drink everything she sees and now she sees I'm falling for her so she's like tricking him to try and get his drink <laughs> she sees the half pint is she going to touch it she reaches in the man starts holding on yeah, yeah she sees the half real. pint is she going to touch it she reaches in and slowly that bit didn't really make sense but I was a kid so I was like oh, I probably just don't understand that bit but it's definitely about her trying to steal his drink uh, yeah. it's half pint yeah. it's funny what you hear as a kid yeah. There were loads of songs that I used to think just had nonsense syllables in that actually had words like uh, uh, Renegade Master. I yeah. thought that pretty much it's, it's the actual words are D for damage air power to the people. Mm. But I just thought you went, you know, back once again with the Renegade Master, D boo dabba do. Yeah, I thought that was the case. <laughs> Next you're going to be telling me blue dabba dee dabba die. Oh, no, well, no, what's that, that saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's blue D four damage <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah, like, damage or die. <laughs> That's weird. I thought I'd have to fight for this one, but I would be no, it's a classic tune. 
Yeah, it's all right. Didn't mind it. Video's all right. Bit of fun there, laughing about. <laughs> he he prats about at the start. Oh, about late. But yeah, it's got a bit of that. Phil pretending to be the cameraman. <laughs> no. Uh, what's he like? And the, yeah, they sort of dance, they lark about, he sings into his drumsticks for most of it. Oh, uh, what a card. What a card. It's yeah. the sort of thing they get up to. Uh, in Canada, they say, hey, she seems to have an invisible touch. Get off my pint. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. In Ireland, they said, Genesis is one of my favourite books. Number seven. <laughs> <laughs> New Zealand, they sit there. We've got our own invisible touch, mate. Deep-seated sexual problems. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. Number eight. Yeah. In the UK, we said, yeah, he's one of our own, one of our own. Number 15. Number 15? Yeah. Genesis? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's the, the Phil Collins backlash started already. Mm. <laughs> and in America they said hey boy I love them invisible touches they have an old that time ghosts in the night come into your room and steal your hat oh, <laughs> 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 can't say <laughs> <"Bleh."> nah <laughs> raccoon <clears throat> yeah well no but they are just school hats are they? I don't yeah. know well I've been watching too much fucking free stooges man <laughs> <laughs> I should do the Three Stooges for America each time. It's <laughs> <laughs> way too long. Number one in America. Number one. Yeah. <laughs> number one in the, well, yeah, it's already number one, remember? Yep. From earlier. Until Gabe's came up. <coughs> okay. Oh, yeah, sorry, boys. I am still a bit drunk. <laughs> yeah, number three for me, mate. Number three? Yeah. Oh, he's, he has cheered up. He's cheered up. He's ranking and probably now. Got me second win, boys. <laughs> when they had a bit of a puke in the toilet. <laughs> it does always make you feel better. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's nice. So, <laughs> a couple of ecstasy as well. <laughs> <laughs> That brings us on to number 12. I'm um, getting an 0800 call, which I'm going to ignore. Oh, well, at least it's free. <laughs> we have Simple Minds. With oh, the thing she said, the thing she said, running through my head, running oh, through yeah, my head. Oh, I oh, wish. It's not that. <laughs> I kept reading it. It's not going to be that, but I wish it was. I wish it was, it was as well. Yeah. It wasn't as you 2 y and. I mean, I still can't remember how it went. But I remember thinking, this isn't as dull as the last yeah. Simple Minds song. It had a little bit more of a swagger to it. Um, it was a bit, a bit more sure of itself. But not enough to make me remember it. Oh, things she said, she said. Running through my head. This is the thing, oh no, I see. It's not enough. I that. Yeah, it really well, is. Do you, know, really do you know who wrote the English translation of the lyrics for all the things she said? That I don't know, but you mentioned it on another Trevor Horn. Trevor Horn. Was it Trevor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that magic touch. He has. He seems to have an invisible touch. 
He does, yeah. Yeah, keep stealing my pint. <laughs> <laughs> Problem with the immovable touch is it's really hard to prove in court, isn't it? That's why Trevor Horn's never been done. Even though it's obvious the clue's in his fucking name. Trevor yeah, Horn. Exactly. All of this is more entertaining simple minds. Just tell me what the fuck yeah, you can chance. You can sort of tell when the songs are a bit shit because we just start talking about other things immediately. Yeah. Uh, and this just uh, was a bit shit, I <sighs> Video, yeah, like I said, the song had a bit more swagger. The video had a bit more swagger. They were doing that superimposing lots of versions yeah, of you yeah, on top yeah. of each that other. Was on trend, wasn't it? Yeah, but uh, he was dancing about. He was a bit. They were being altogether more vigorous in what they're trying to do, like which is good because it was all fucking slush, wasn't it? Slush. You know, uh, they had a galah. Yeah, I bloody love them galahs. A galah. Yeah. And it had a nice owl in it as well. Ooh, yeah. Nice, yeah. yeah, got the old backing vocals from Robin Clark, who's all over this album. And yeah, yeah, secret weapon. Yeah, it still sort of just waffles its way to sort of sudden death at the end of the song. Really, you know? it sort of goes off on boringness. Yeah, they tried a little bit harder though. Like I'll give them some credit for some reason. How of... they keep going? It's so fucking dull. But people like well, the music. Thing, I mean. When people in the 80s were fucking making their yuppie money and, and drinking champagne and snorting coke and that, probably, this probably sounded really good. Vacuous yeah, I mean, music for vacuous people. Not everyone was like that in the 80s. Yeah, I think, like, to be honest, if you want music, if you're like interested in music and you want it to challenge and you want to listen to stuff that like doesn't sound like other stuff you've heard, you're in a minority, really. Music isn't that to, like... M- the majority of people is it it's sort of like a kind of bit of background like yeah. telly is yeah I mean? yes but you know look this this doesn't better stop background fluff than this shit but this doesn't this doesn't stop you know this will keep on yeah, going Christopher it'll bring us right up to Ed Sheeran Ed Sheeran yeah. is as successful as he is because A he seems like quite a nice guy but mainly because his music is just a bit Pretty nothingy boring, yeah. and, and backgroundy yeah you know and I like I like a bit of background music but I like actual ambient background music I like the perky Invisible Touch style pop songs I like the next song I don't like this song it's a no from me Hit me or maybe <laughs> so it looks like the B-side to this single was Don't You Forget About Me live uh, yeah oh, that's that's how it's they on the front well. cover as well isn't yeah. it yeah. yeah yeah. that's how they sold it yeah well, in Canada it was a number 65 eh and not very good no not very good <laughs> uh, in order they said well yeah it's alright I'll give it a number four fucking hell eh? oh, God. I'm just Man. shocked at how everything gets so high in the Irish charts <laughs> New Zealand they said yeah we all have got all the things she, we've got our own we've got our own ones of those number 20 <laughs> we've got our own things we say <laughs> like where's the car <laughs> and uh, UK number nine no, nowhere else. And in America, we said number 28, boy, I get number 28. Number 28. I didn't particularly like it, boys. I'm going to give it a number 46 on the Kent Report. Can't blame you, Kent. Can't blame you. Yep, it's pretty simple minds would like something like this. Hey, hang on a minute. They are named for what they um, represent, really, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. They're for, they're, their target market is their names themselves. What a good place to be. Don't believe us. To speak a different language and it's never what we are again. Don't believe us. Oh no. Because it's never what we are again. No, no, no. 
and are. from one band who are named after their target market to another band who are named after yeah, their target market yeah. the House Martins yeah <laughs> with Happy Hour yeah oh, great. are you having a happy hour over there I fucking David? love this song yeah me and David he's become quite cuddly and clingy now <laughs> oh, I love you mate I, I like the song it, to me like I would really like the Smiths if it wasn't for Morrissey because it brings it all down this is like sort of happy version of the Smiths yeah. which I like it's like really perky and it's got two members of uh, the Beautiful South well it's got it's got Beautiful South man in it and yeah. it's got Fat Boy Norman Fat Boy Slim yeah. it's got that kind of that beat that's a bit like Smiths and the jangly guitar but it hasn't got Morrissey over the top and yeah, well that would be amazing wouldn't it no it wouldn't that's why I like yeah. it it's perky happy hour again it's happy hour again what a horrible place to be <laughs> don't believe us <laughs> oh a bit of minor key over the top of the major what are you doing mate <laughs> oh yeah yeah I like the house martins <laughs> I like they did that good you were named after the house mountains weren't you uh, no I think after Martin for EastEnders that's true you know this uh, <laughs> I know this is a good fact uh, <laughs> but, <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> really yeah <laughs> Mr. Phil Martin Fire had his criminal career as well he'd just been born the doctors yeah. told my mum that I was going to be a girl yeah. when they did the scat and obviously I've got a tiny dick <laughs> <laughs> so they thought I was a girl and I think I was going to be called Amanda Randy Amanda oh um, god and then, uh, and then I was born and I was a bloke so they had to come up with a name quickly and Martin Fowler had just been born in EastEnders and my mum was like oh I like that name it could be called Martin I can't believe this yeah <laughs> Fuck it, we on the happy hours still. Yeah, good song. Yeah. Yeah. Good, song. good song. Good crack. I like that. Not a lot else to say about yeah. it. Yeah, it's short, but yeah. that's good. Pop songs don't need to be long. The video's no. good where they're in the pub. It, yeah, you can tell like it's the song's not very long, so they have like a minute and a half intro bit. Yeah, they're faffing and dancing. Yeah, yeah, they're Did you notice who was reading the newspaper at the start when they came into the pub? No, Phil. Yeah, a very oh. boyish-looking Phil oh, Jupiter's. Wow. Porky, yeah, right. there's like some stop stop motion as well, isn't there? Of them, yeah, the little dance. But, but again, movies. this is a little bit like opportunities, isn't it? Because although it's all happy about and, and joyful, actually the lyrics are sort of a sobering about mm. kind of yuppie-ish yeah. laddie drinking culture. So, so yeah, it's got a little link to the old uh, pen shop boys there. It's the it's the last song on this side that I actually enjoy. That would I would then go and seek out. And at the, at the end of the video, it says "Halftime Score London Nil Hull Two, and it's that from really the album happened. London Nil Hull Four. Oh, so and then quite got the other two goals by that point. Yeah, uh, yeah this was in the film The World's End. Yeah, as well, and it was UK number three, and the only other place it charted was New Zealand, number thirty-eight. Not even Ireland. Yeah, 
Big Country. Big Country. Look away, look away. So Big Country, we've seen them before, haven't we? Yeah. Scottish ones. This was my favourite Big Country song. Yeah, but it's still... But it's it's still still not good. It's just I preferred it to the other ones. Again, yeah, they've sort of slightly gone a little bit, bit more vigorous, a little bit more vigorous. Still, still crap, still, still utterly shit. Oh yeah, terrible, <laughs> terrible stuff. So the big country. What's the name of the people who do "Baby, I Love Your Way"? Oh, Big Mountain. Oh, they're called Big Mountain. That's why. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. I was like, are they got the same name as uh, oh, "Baby, I Love Your Way" guys? But no, that's no. <laughs> Big Mountain. Not big <laughs> the best country. thing you can say about Big Country is that their name is one syllable too long. So, whoa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They should just be called country. They would have to. Yeah. <laughs> they'd have to write an amazing Big song to make me like them now. Yeah, like, they'd have to do like better than the best we've heard, probably, because all their stuff's been so awful. Yeah, this is this is pretty bad. I haven't got much to say about it. Other no, a voice, some sort of Dick Turpin love affair in the video. Didn't really get what was going on because I was so bored. Yeah, so UK number seven. It's their highest charting single in the UK. Uh, New Zealand, they said, yeah, we we quite often have to look away from things that are happening. <laughs> number 11. <laughs> and in Ireland, it was number bloody one on the Irma, mate. What? <laughs> Ireland, man. Uh, uh, yeah, got a lot of radio play on the uh, US rock radios as well, but didn't manage to chart. Mm-hmm. And that's it? That's all the charts? That is it. Open up your eyes and ears and let me in. You must be out of your brilliant minds. You must be out of your brilliant minds. Well, we have the simple minds, and now it's time for a brilliant mind from the much loved. Much talked about revered band <laughs> Furniture. Jesus. Furniture. Yeah, it's our band. Jesus. You must be out of your brilliant mind. Like ridiculously long intro with xylophones and things and wailing like the great gig in the sky with fucking saxophone. Like, I thought this was going to be the whole song. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh man, this is rubbish. And I was like, oh, a bit of saxophone, that sort of saved it for me. And then it started into like this fucking Joy Division song. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Do we have anything else to say about <laughs> Brilliant Mind? Uh, it featured in a John Hughes film. Really? Say that. Stupid. Not famous film. And it, the, the lyrics don't scan very well in the chorus either. They're like, ah, it's brilliant, but it means it doesn't just like, it doesn't really fit in. You must be out of your brilliant mind. <laughs> it's all we're weird. Oh, it's the John Hughes film Some Kind of Wonderful. Yeah, it would have been weird for me to make that note without actually mentioning what the film was. But Sounds I, like a bad John I did. film. Yeah, oh, Breakfast Club. Uh, rubbish video, just black and white live. Black and white live. UK number 21, no other data. Yeah. Uh, a little midge of Midge. Fuck midge of Midge. We haven't said the song title yet. It's Call of the Wild. Yeah, yeah. Was it wild? It wasn't wild. Just the mention of Midge makes me want to tell him to fuck off. I, I still
Yeah, I'm done with Michio. I can't bother. Although the chorus of Dancing with Tears in My Eyes does pop up quite frequently in my head. Yeah. But this hasn't got anything like that strong a hook. No, I didn't mind it. I think it was terrible. I like my pop to be quite energetic and fun that's why I like the invisible touch and sledgehammer they're nice and bouncy and they they make you feel good Happy whereas hour, mid yeah. just fun. makes you feel yeah. like like it's something you have to listen to out of a stupid duty like agreeing to make a hundred episode podcast <laughs> not out of like joy or anything <laughs> <laughs> well anyway. old Midgey I was amused by his video were you what did he yeah. do in the video well it was sort of like it's almost like you know, a postcard of Midge's everyday life or what he wants you to think is his everyday life or yeah. what the record company wants you to think <laughs> or what the director of the video, I'm not sure. It's basically he lives in a country cottage, sort of looks like he lives in Arran or somewhere like that or the ILS Sky or somewhere like yeah. that. You know, a nice big white painted cottage that he lives in. It's all lovely wood inside. Yeah, it's lovely. He goes out and sort of sits on a heath in front of the sea and makes a beautiful painting of the sea, finds a bit of driftwood and he wets it to look at the grain and thinks, rub a bit of oil on into that, sell it on Etsy for 100 quid. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's like it's, it's like the life of a hipster. He was just living that in 1986, and yeah, that's what I put. Is this what Midyear's life is really like? Because he seems to sort of live. No, it's this not normally. Of... He's dancing with tears in his eyes. Yeah, yeah. He was all worried about the blooming apocalypse. He's probably moved to the Isle of Skye and thought, no one's nuking this. I can just get on with it now. I can knit my own sweaters. I'm painting the own pictures. Uh, UK number 27. No data available. Did it crack the can? Yeah, shit. I don't know, mate. No data available, innit? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it dropped when I did that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm going to... I want to do, do my rundown in a minute, boys. Uh, is that all right if I do my rundown in a minute? Good guess. Can. Can. Good 85. Yeah, yeah, bloody uh, grey A5 boys. Because I think it was probably Australia that won the Ashes, wasn't it, eh? Yeah, we old David Gower getting 19 bloody points. You got another 19. Yeah, got no, 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 19. Bloody gone, mate. Yeah, it was a good, good, good year for cricket. Good year, good barbecue weather. Lovely <laughs> stuff. I tell you. And the shrimp harvest, amazing. Not too many bushfires either. And the dingo fence, unbreached. <laughs> right oh uh, yeah no number 25 uh, was like a virgin by Madonna I don't know why I did that thing with my hand uh, number 24 it's not going to be as funny this time is it <laughs> number 24 The Pair of Love by Huey Lewis and the News number 23 The Pair of Love by Jennifer Rush number 22 that's not a fair I can't do that joke again, it'll fall flat on its ass. <laughs> <laughs> Number 22, the heat is on by Glenn Frey. He's like a rogue that's got all the <laughs> Number 21, bloody well walking on sunshine, mate. Katrina and the waves. Bloody well. Yeah, we'll have our own. We don't need another hero. Number 20, by Tina Turner. No. Tina Turner. <laughs> uh, number 19, boys. Uh, do they no. know? Do they know? Do they know it's Christmas? Do they know? By Band-Aid. 
uh, number 18 is what you need by <laughs> in excess one of our own <laughs> yeah one of our own <laughs> thanks for that prompt there uh, number 18 was the Neutron Dance by the Pointer Sisters yeah you know that one yeah, right. yeah. Neutron yeah. Dance Neutron Dance we like the neutrons more than the protons and the other ones can't remember the name protons <laughs> <laughs> No, I said protons, electrons. That's what I was thinking of. I said protons. Protons, yeah. the best ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number sixteen, born in the USA by Brucey. Uh, Brucey bonus. Number fifteen, oh, one night in Bangkok by Murray Head. Murray Head. Really? Yeah, that's a great name. Yep. Yeah. That is that that song though, isn't it? One night in Bangkok. Murray Head. Don't know it. I don't, don't know. know it. Don't know it. Uh, number 14, Shout by Tears for Fears. Number 13, You Spin Me Right Round Like a Regal by Dead and Alive. Number 12, Take On Me by Uh huh. Number yeah. 11, Dancing in the Street by Bowie and Jagger. Great one. I loved it. Loved every minute of it. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, Boys, we're getting into the top ten now, so it's the really, really big ones. Oh, would I lie to you by the Eurythmics? Yeah, good song. Yeah, yeah good yeah. song. Would I lie to you? No, it's not that. Yeah, no, that's Millie yeah. Vanilli, mate. No, it's not. It's, uh, it's Charles, Charles and Eddie. Oh, no, it's not Charles and Eddie, it's mate. It's a great song. Yeah, oh, you got me there. If I was sober, I wouldn't have got that wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously, we're in the top ten now, boys, so it's got to be the big ones like, I should have known better. Brackets Jim Diamond song by Jim Diamond. Hey boys, remember that? Oh, it's great, wasn't it? Number seven, Money for Nothing by Dire Straits. Uh, number six, Out of Mind, Out of Sight by Models. Hey, what about yeah, that yeah, one? That remember that? Bloody brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> number five, I want to know what love is by Foreigner. Yes. Oh, Ken. Uh, number four, okay, boys, I love these bloody, these guys are brilliant. Uh, it's it's uh, Live It Up by Mental as Anything. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh they're amazing. Oh, yeah. Those guys sound mental, mate. But they're amazing. Yeah, yeah, the top three. Well, these three have uh, smashed their way into the top three. Number three, it's Crazy For You by Madonna. Number two, it's Into the Groove, double A side with Angel. Never, don't know what that, what is that? What's that? You're Angel by Madonna. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Of course. my peeps, you are me. Yeah, so uh, gone for Madonna, number 25, number three, and number two. Is it going to be a clean sweep for Madonna, one, two, and three? Yes. Uh, it might be if she was on the USA for Africa single, and she probably bloody was. As we are the world, number one, mate. I love it. I don't think she would have been. And that's my report for 1985. And those are officially the 25 best songs because I fucking said so. Fred <laughs> David. Crazy for you. Oh no, it doesn't. I was going to go crazy for you, but it's not. I was singing Cherish. Well, crazy, crazy for you. Let loose. And there's nothing that I won't do. God, by the look in your eyes. What? Hi, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for listening. 
You can find us online on the socials. Twitter and Instagram at NWT underscore podcast. Thanks, guys. <laughs> See, it's good. <laughs> 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 <laughs>